Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learn something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Rich Mendes, CMO of HireLogic. HireLogic is a platform that helps organizations extract valuable insights from the thousands of HR interviews they conduct each month, helping to reduce unconscious bias and make better hires. Rich, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. The Harvard Business Review found that 85 to 97% of hiring is based on gut instinct, and interviews are one of the only hiring processes that remain analog. And as we see the widespread adoption of AI and other sort of automated programs, the first question I wanted to ask you is, what is interview intelligence? Great question. I mean, that's, that's incredible, isn't it? The amount of hiring that is still kind of based on gut instinct at a time when we're swimming in all this great data. That's really what the concept of interview intelligence is, is it's very difficult to change, you know, in well-ingrained behaviors, right? We've been doing a traditional job interview the same, you know, for decades now, right? It used to be always in person. Now we're doing increasingly, you know, more stuff on the phone or remote. But ultimately, it's about human-to-human connection and talking to people. So it's very difficult to kind of change that process. So what interview intelligence is, is it's the application of AI and natural language processing and a variety of other different algorithms to listen to a human conversation and intelligently extract information about the conversation, about the candidate, you know, things like how much of the job description did you cover in the conversation? What were the skills, job functions that were discussed? Are there any potential, you know, strengths that the candidate has vis-a-vis this role or potential concerns? And so it's an attempt to automatically extract, you know, signals from that interview that ultimately helps you make smarter, more objective hiring decisions. Definitely. So what does the sort of like marriage of that like technological aspect with the human connection look like in the interview process? Like what specifically do you think the AI picks up that a person might miss on? Sure. So first of all, it's important to remember that when you're in an interview, you're trying to form a connection with the candidate, right? And so as you're asking a question and listening, if you're also having to look down and take notes and synthesize those notes in your head to write down what you think the candidate's really saying or how that impacts your decision, that's a lot of things to do on the fly, right? We won't always be able to do that as humans in real time over the course of, say, a 30, 40, 60 minute conversation. And so we're often after the fact, after the conversation, also trying to remember what was said and write it down. And therein lies the challenge is that there's a lot of memory bias, right? And it's not on purpose. It's just something we have unconsciously based on the things that we happen to remember, whether we were having a good day at the time, right? And all sorts of other factors, environmental and other factors. What this AI and interview intelligence can help with is listening into the conversation and it might be catching or getting the nuances that you may have missed either during the course of the conversation or afterwards. So for example, everything that the candidate mentioned that is a, let's say, quantitative KPI. Maybe they're a salesperson. They talked a lot about what percentage of their quota they hit, what the average quota is of the people they managed, how many people they managed, what the ramp up period was, all these things. 
Those are metrics that you could write down, but it gets a little arduous. And if you're writing, you're not really paying attention to the candidate. So, you know, all these little, little things are, you know, aspects that AI can help with. Also, AI is getting to the point now, especially with generative AI, where it can help summarize some of the salient points mentioned during this conversation, right? So rather than looking at a 60 minute transcript, which is going to be very, very long and filled with ums and ahs and pauses and all these things, AI can help summarize, for example, all the questions you ask and what the overall summary is in terms of the response from the candidate to that question, as opposed to you having to go back and pick through your notes or a transcript to figure out kind of, you know, what the synthesis of that response was. It's not just making sure it picks up on the details, but also helping you to kind of synthesize and summarize those details in a way that's more digestible to help make better decisions. And you had mentioned a little bit earlier that the implementation of AI into the hiring and interviewing process can help mitigate like some human biases. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are nervous about the inherent biases that come from a human created technology. What sort of ways can you navigate those issues, both on the person interviewing and what the intelligence may or may not miss? I think there's very valid concerns about potential biases in AI models that could result in, say, based on the training data that the model was trained on, you could amplify some of those biases or some of those biases could emerge in some of the output. So for the software companies and the vendors leveraging, I have to you be know, mindful of that and, and pay attention to what types of outputs there are and ensure that they're scrubbing those biases where possible. And of course, any conclusions made about whether to hire that person or not should not be done by AI, right? So that's the other important thing to mention is that and not just in hiring, but in HR across the board, any hiring, firing, promotion, or other really important decisions ultimately are in the hands of, you know, should be in the hands of a human. Having said that, as the research shows, humans could be biased in that process, right? So what we have to do is find the balance. And one of the balances that's emerging as a potentially good one is letting the human make the decision, but be informed by some objective data that they may have missed that AI could catch. You know, interview intelligence is a good example of that, where the output is not whether you should hire the candidate or what the ranking is of that candidate, but rather, hey, here are some objective insights about that conversation that could help you make a decision on whether to move forward or not. Yeah, I like that. It makes it more of like a quantitative assessment of information that you might have glazed over. Yeah, a little bit more factual, right? Again, if you're letting AI do the more quote unquote, mundane tasks of recording everything, you might have more time to spend really understanding and connecting with that candidate, which ultimately helps you make a better human decision. Definitely. So what are the ultimate like pros and cons of implementing interview intelligence into your process? The pros we've discussed, right? So, you know, you can help save time, help reduce memory bias and unconscious bias. The other thing that the interview intelligence can do, by the way, I forgot to mention around that notion of bias is there are specific types of questions that you really should not be asking during an interview. In fact, some of them are illegal to ask. Right. So, for example, the EEOC talks about, you know, avoiding questions related to age, race, gender and things like that. And HR spends a lot of time training hiring managers on what they shouldn't be asking or what they should be asking. However, there's really no auditing of the actual calls, the actual interviews that are taking place. Hiring managers take these educational courses, they pass a test, and then they don't have to take the test for another year. But it's not until a complaint is lodged that you find out whether it was working or not. 
And so one of the things interview intelligence can also do is detect if an interviewer asked a question around age, race, gender, things like that, so that HR can then hopefully proactively coach those individuals to avoid those things before a situation may arise. So that's, again, one of the many pros is that, you know, you can start to detect those potential bias questions during an interview. You can, you know, have better record keeping, better synthesis, give the interviewer more time to engage with the candidate and all of those things. The cons, if any, are probably that it might make the interviewer a little self-conscious, right, that this technology is listening. But I think like any other good tech, it should blend into the background, right? Like you really shouldn't be saying anything or doing anything during an interview that you're not comfortable being recorded. (laughs) So I think we have to view it more as a productivity thing. And look, there are parallels where this type of technology is used, for example, in sales. There's sales intelligence tools, companies like Gong.ai, Chorus and others, where they listen to typically business to business sales calls and extract sales intelligence from it. This is really no different. And in fact, in this case, a candidate wants to make sure that nothing is being missed or that they're being fairly treated, even though the interviewer may be having a bad day. The interview intelligence software isn't going to have a bad day, right? It's going to operate as programmed. (laughs) That's one of the other pros. The con is, of course, you know, people have to get over that fear, if you will, or concern. But once they see the output, typically, they're pretty happy with it. They realize, oh, you know, I don't have to stress about taking notes anymore. I can focus on the candidate. And then afterwards, I can go edit the notes that the AI has generated if needed. But it's much, much more faster and productive. Nice. Do you have any um, best practices or recommendations for HR teams that are looking to kind of implement this into the process and to train up their uh, interviewers on it? Yeah. The, the nice thing about it is it's, you know, again, because we didn't want to introduce anything that changes the process of the interview, it's very, very minimal impact. So all you have to do is literally just invite, in HireLogic's case, you just you know, add this email to your Zoom go to meeting or Microsoft Teams interview and just joins and listens. Or if it's a phone call, you call a number first before you call the candidate and it's listening. Or if it's an in-person interview, you just bring it up on your mobile device and you hit start and you have your conversation. So it's very low impact in terms of training. One of the best practices, however, is, and this applies to interviews even without AI, is you got to have good questions, right? You got to ask good questions because the better you're able to elicit a thoughtful response from a candidate, the more information you have to analyze and make decisions based on. All sorts of good interview practices around behavioral questions and those type of things you can do. And we have AI technology to also help suggest questions before an interview based on job description. So that's another thing that could complement this, because if you're asking the right questions and you have AI listening and interview intelligence, the combination of the two will yield the best result. Definitely. And we had talked a little bit earlier about how like AI is just taking the world by storm and everything's getting automated or implemented in a way to kind of streamline it. Why do you think that the interview process itself is one of those more analog aspects of the hiring process? I think in many cases, it's because it needs to remain a very human-driven part of the process. It really is ultimately, at the end of the day, lots of things in HR, right? But hiring in particular is about, you know, making that human-to-human connection, right? The candidate is really trying to understand, is this the right company for me to join? Is this the right culture, the right people I want to work with? And similarly, you know, the hiring person or the interviewer is trying to determine, is this the right person for the team? 
you know, I don't think an algorithm can make that decision or there's not a ton that software has been able to do to really fully automate that process. And so it's remained fairly analog. But now with the emergence of AI and natural language processing, generative AI, while we still can't replace that human in the process, we can do a lot more now to hopefully augment and complement the human process with some great objective data and other things that might mitigate perhaps when the human's not in their perfect form. Yeah. <laughs> Use it as a support more than anything. Correct. Yeah. In the tech and the recruiting space, are there any like buzzwords that have caught your attention beyond like the concept of interview intelligence? For me personally, it has been interesting to get to know the staffing and recruiting industry. Coincidentally, perhaps due to the pandemic, or maybe this was a trend that was continuing anyway, the amount of staffing and recruiting has grown significantly. So more employers are outsourcing staffing and recruiting to third parties, maybe hiring less full-time people or more contractors or whatever the case may be. And in that world, there's all sorts of interesting buzzwords around things like candidate rediscovery is a big term. And that's a term used in HR too, but it's heavily used in staffing and recruiting, which is basically, there's a stat, I think, somewhere that more than 65% of applicants who apply for a job are never contacted. Yeah. Right? Even the ones you interview, you're only going to pick one, right? There's only going to be a fraction of them who make it to the final rounds. Exactly. So companies are spending a lot of time getting applicants and speaking to applicants that they never end up hiring, but that's a lot of rich data. And so if you can use interview intelligence to capture that rich data and store it in your database, something called an applicant tracking system, that's another common type of software, when you need to go find someone else for a role, like instead of going back to start from scratch, you have this great wealth of information. Resumes are unfortunately very quickly out of date, but if you've had an interview conversation and you just talking about a lot of forward looking things like aspirations and stuff like that, you have a lot more richer data to go and search for existing candidates that might fit that role. Interview intelligence can help with this buzzword called candidate rediscovery, which in the staffing and recruiting industry has become a big thing. And the other one for HR is internal hiring, right? Internal hiring is becoming a big thing now. It helps to keep existing employees happy because they get to go try different things and move within the company. And one potential danger with internal hiring is there's even more chance of bias because you're speaking with people you know. Yeah. <laughs> and those people have existing reputations in the workplace, whether bad or good. It's almost like in some ways, ironically, it's less objective than evaluating a brand new candidate who you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And so having that interview intelligence listen might help to, again, mitigate some of that even more prevalent bias that you have when you're interviewing internal candidates who you may already know. Definitely. And the candidate rediscovery and the internal hiring and boomerang employees too. I feel like it brings it back to the human touch of recruiting and how important it is to have the people connect ultimately. Yeah, that's so cool. I didn't know about that. So thank you for sharing. And I have one final question for you. Since this podcast airs on Fridays, what are you looking forward to this weekend? <laughs> well, I have two daughters, one of who just started high school. So that keeps us busy and also working at a startup, as you can imagine, uh, it's not a nine to five job. So whatever I missed during the week, I'll be catching up on during that weekend. So yeah, nothing, uh, nothing too exciting. But uh, when school's in session, that's kind of what keeps us busy. The summer's gone by in a flash. It's kind of crazy. Is she excited to start high school? Very excited. Yeah, she's a bit of a social butterfly. So she's enjoying it. That's awesome. Well, I hope this weekend you don't have 
too much work to catch up on from the week or any emergencies pop up and it's just some good quality time with your family before the school year gets into full swing thanks very much of course and rich thank you again for this lovely conversation it's been a pleasure speaking with you likewise thanks for having me again i'm maddie collins and thank you for listening join us next friday or whenever you need a work break